We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King, and I am just so excited to get into this episode. I have been looking forward to sharing my birth story since it happened, honestly. I was mind blown by the whole experience, and I just couldn't wait to share it. And I've had quite a few people reach out and wanting to hear the story, so I was like, you know what? Let's do it on the podcast. Let's share this. And the reason why I want to share my birthing story is because when I was preparing for birth, I only heard the the negative. People love to share about how horrible their experience was, which is the norm. And I will be completely honest and transparent. I didn't know if I was going to have kids at one point in my life because I was so afraid of childbirth. And fear is a really big factor in having a positive experience versus a negative experience. And what I mean by positive and negative is not like rainbows and butterflies. It's really more just how you perceived the experience. And the reason why I want to share this is if I can help someone have a better experience that by sharing my story, then I've done my job. I remember right before, like maybe two or three weeks before Ellie was born, I had a girlfriend um, who had a baby at, right before me and she messaged me and was like, oh my God, Brittany, this experience was so amazing. Women are insane. I'm so excited for you. And it got me excited. I was I was already doing the work, so I was out of fear, but it really just gave me that last little oomph of like following exactly the experience that I wanted to have. And I will say that I had the exact birth that I wanted, which I know isn't the case for everybody. And it was honestly better than I could have ever imagined. So I want to share this with you because a lot of people said my pregnancy and my birth and everything was a unicorn pregnancy. And I just, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I think because we don't hear about these experiences and there's a lot of guilt and shame um, because our experience is different that we hold back from sharing. And we need to change that because I think if we changed the narrative around childbirth and labor, more women would have positive birthing experiences. And I'm not sharing to brag and be like, I have some special magic fairy dust um, because I don't. I'm sharing because I want you to hear a different perspective. Whether or not you're planning on having kids, maybe this episode can help you in other ways with your mindset because it's literally all connected, or you can share with a friend that's expecting. Now, I've been sharing my journey from miscarriage to pregnancy to my transition into motherhood, so I really wanted to share my birth story to kind of bridge this transition that I'm in. You know, after I had the miscarriage, I shared an episode about how I processed the pain. And then I had another episode, which wasn't 
directly talking about um, when you get pregnant again, but I recorded the episode right after I had found out I was pregnant and I was flooded with worry because I had been there before and I was so afraid of having another miscarriage and, and suffering through that emotional and physical pain. And I really worked through that and I shared my experience of how not to worry, how not to create of something that hasn't happened yet. Because when we do that, we just live in that place. So I love sharing through my experience. I love teaching through my experience. And I feel like there's so much to learn from the birthing experience, not just becoming a new mom, but just any area in my life. So I'm going to share about my transition into motherhood and matrescence in a couple episodes from now. So I'll save all of my lessons uh, that I've learned so far for that episode. But today I want to share how I prepared for my childbirth and what I think made the biggest differences. And I just want to share. And again, this is what worked for me. I'm not saying that this is the the way, but I just want to plant some seeds so you can do your own research and you can get prepared the way that you need to um, if you're planning on giving birth or maybe you know someone that is. So I will say that I, I've been training for this moment for my whole entire life. You know, the way that I prepared for childbirth was the same way how I've been living my life through processing difficult emotions, journaling my thoughts out, honoring the fears and anxieties that have come up, breathing, moving my body, um, and so on. So that wasn't a big stretch for me. I was already kind of doing a lot of this stuff, but it was just with more intention. So the first thing that I recommend is taking a class. You know, you talk to some people and are like, oh, the class was like, didn't prepare me. And, you know, depends what class that you take. I took a hypnobirthing class, which I found so, so helpful. Not only did it help me do my daily meditations, um, but it also just helped me for and, and Brian for like what to expect, like when my body started shaking uncontrollably or when I was doing deep guttural moans, like that was a good sign. So we had this, we took a class and it helped us prepare for like the things that we might have considered scary or something that had gone wrong. At first I was like, I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to see what happens. And I am so glad that I didn't. I prepared. I prepared. And I will tell you that that is the first step to having a birth that's working in your favor. Now, obviously there's things that happen and there's things that are completely beyond our control, but the more prepared that you are, the more that the odds stack in your favor to have the type of birthing experience that you deeply desire. Now, I'm not saying there's a right or wrong way. This is just what I wanted. And I really wanted to have an unmedicated birth. I wanted to labor at home. And really, that was it. Um, Luckily, I had a midwife that was on the same page. And that was another thing that I would suggest is find a provider that you share the same beliefs 
do your research. Now, before I had my miscarriage, I was going the traditional route and I just felt so disconnected from my providers. I just felt like a number, another number going in and out of the office. And there was a huge disconnect and I didn't feel supported. And then I decided to go the midwife route. And I'm so glad that I did because midwives, they really look at the whole person. It's a very holistic approach to childbirth. And because I had gone to a midwife, I was able to identify a underlying hormone issue. I had Hashimoto's that I had showed my labs to a regular OB and they told me that my thyroid levels were normal and everything was fine, but I knew something was wrong. And by switching over to a midwife, she took one look at my blood work and knew that there was something going on with my thyroid and put me on medication right away. So that put me at ease because I felt supported. I felt taken care of, especially after I had shown multiple OBs my blood work and they weren't concerned and I knew something was going on. So that's the first thing. Be your own advocate. Do your own research. You don't always have to go the traditional route because that's what everyone else is doing. My midwife spends time with you. She gets to know you. She loves on you because you want to have that relationship because giving birth is the most vulnerable thing that we could possibly do. I mean, you're just letting it all hang out. So you want to find someone that you trust. Now, that's not always the case. Sometimes they're not available. Sometimes emergencies happen. Things come up. So you cannot control if they're going to be available. That is like completely beyond our control. But what you can control are your thoughts about the experience. So I really wanted to have an unmedicated birth. And anytime that I would talk to someone about it, they looked at me like I had four heads and would project their own experience on me. And I could find myself losing confidence in my ability to do it because of these conversations. So that's the next thing that I would suggest. If you want to have an unmedicated birth, be very aware of the thoughts that you take on if they are your own. You have to understand your why. Like, why do you want to have an unmedicated birth? For me, I wanted to be in the experience. Like, I just, from everything that I heard, I really just wanted to be all in. I don't like medication. I don't even take Tylenol. So to go from doing no pain medicine for like years and years, I can't remember the last time I took, like even when after I had the miscarriage, they were offering me pain medicine and I declined because I just, that's who I am. I just don't like taking medicine. So to go from like taking no medicine to just being shot up with the epidural was just not in it for me. And that just didn't, that wasn't aligned with what I wanted. So I would say like, I'm planning on doing unmedicated, but if intervention is needed, I'm not opposed. And I still believe that, but it kind of had this half in half out, like kind of like, yeah, I want it, but like almost likely we'll do the epidural. Like I wasn't all in. And I, I knew this was heavily influenced by the conversations I was having with other women and their experience. So I needed to be very aware of what I was letting in to my mind of what was mine and what was not mine. Now I will say that when I shifted that and I really started to protect my mental space, I had the exact birth that I wanted and it was better than I ever could have imagined. So I'm going to walk you through the story and I wish Brian was on the podcast with me so he could share his perspective, Um, but you'll get to hear from my doula who was by my side. Now I formed the most amazing support system. I had my team. They knew what I wanted and they delivered. 
my due date was February 14th. And I looked at the calendar and I saw that a week later was 2-22-22. And if you know me, I was like, that's the due date. I just knew it. I knew it at my core. Those are angel numbers. My birthday is the 22nd. There was so much meaning behind that date. It's also my father-in-law's birthday. So there was a lot of meaning behind that date. And I would tell people, I'm like, my birthday or the due date's the 14th. But she's coming, or they, because I didn't know. We actually didn't know if we were having a boy or a girl. Um, They're coming on the 22nd. And I had everyone be like, you're not going to want to be pregnant for another week. You're going to be so over it. And, you know, I was kind of waiting for that moment. I was waiting for the moment of being so over being pregnant. And to be honest, I loved being pregnant. I loved it so much. And that last week wasn't any different. And the reason why is because of my thoughts. I loved being pregnant. I loved those quiet moments where I would feel a little movement and I'd feel so connected to this little creature that was growing inside of me. And I was going to miss it. Now, of course, I was so excited for what was to come, but I loved being pregnant. I wasn't crazy uncomfortable. I didn't have any swelling. And I truly believe it's because I really listened to my body. I kept moving it in intentional ways. I kept doing body work and like working through the emotions that I was feeling. One of the biggest differences in my pregnancy was I was really focusing on being stress-free, which that's very aggressive. It's, you know, stress is a part of life, but I worked on not holding on to stress. I allowed myself to feel and process and acknowledge what I was experiencing in the moment and then allowing myself to come back to a calm and neutral space. So I got to the due date and I was like, she's not coming yet. I even got an induction massage two days later because I was like, all right, like maybe we need to get things moving. And my midwife was so awesome. She was like, I was dilated. I was one or two centimeters dilated. And I told her I wanted to wait till the 22nd. And she was like, all right, we won't do any more cervical exams until we get closer to that date. And I just felt so supported in what I wanted. I wasn't on her agenda. It wasn't like we needed to follow her schedule like a lot of OBs have. You know, that's why inductions happen so often. We got to follow what the doctors, you know, what works with the doctor's schedule. And I just felt so like, it felt like I was her only patient. She was like, all right, that's great. That's, you know, that's what you want. Then we will make that happen. Like to even hear her say that was everything for me. So it got closer. I think I went out to celebrate my girlfriend's birthday on the 19th. And then the 20th, I started like doing some more movements, some more pelvic tilts. I was getting really honed in on intentional movement to open up my pelvic floor, working on breathing exercises. And then it gets to the 21st. And I'm like, all right, like we're going to meet our baby tomorrow. And I'm talking to my midwife. We're texting. And she sends me the midwife smoothie, which like consists of castor oil. I had a raw egg, ice cream, and I think that was it. Now, I'm telling you, don't just do this. Talk to your doctor or midwife. You know, there's mixed reviews around taking castor oil. And if you Google it, you're going to get all over the map of like what people's thoughts are about it. But that's if I wanted to guarantee baby girl was coming on the 22nd that's what I was going to do because I really didn't want to do a medical induction. And I took the milkshake um, at 8 p.m. on that Monday night. And I started to feel some contractions, but not really, nothing that was different. And then I went to bed. And I kind of went to bed at 10 thinking, well, maybe maybe she's maybe not coming. And then around midnight, I started feeling some mild cramping, 
then I started to get patterned and I was like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. And that was the first shift for me. So when I had the miscarriage, I actually had this same experience, but it was so different because I was getting to meet our baby instead of the pain, the emotional and physical pain that came with realizing what was happening when I was miscarrying. So it was the same, like it was a crazy polarity that I was laying in bed and it was around the same time, but every contraction I felt was met with a wave of excitement. The contractions weren't bad because I wasn't afraid of them. I was like, all right, like I was able to do my calming breath where I would inhale for four and exhale for six. And I did that just solo for a couple hours. Now I'd let Brian know, but I wanted him to sleep because I was like, yo, buckle up. Things are about to get real. I texted my midwife. I let her know at midnight. I texted my doula, Peachy, and I let her know. She's like, all right, let me know when you want me to come over. And I said, okay. And I just laid in bed and I just breathed with the waves and the surges and just was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to meet our baby. And so that went on from about midnight to, I want to say, 2 a.m. And around like 2.30, it started to pick up a little bit more and the surges were getting closer together. So then I texted Peachy and I was like, you know, it's probably a good idea if you come over. So she's like, all right, I'm on the way. And I get out of bed and I turn on the bath because I wanted to labor in the bathtub. And Brian gets up and he's like, I'm going to take a shower because I don't know when the next time I'm going to shower. And we're just kind of going about and Peachy arrives with her uh, ball, her peanut ball. And she's like, what's going on? She's like, so calm. Like we have the lights dimmed. I have my playlist going. And she's like, are you in labor? And I'm like, yeah, I, I think so. So I get in the bathtub and things start to pick up a little bit more. So my calming breath now turns a little bit more into a moan, into a bit of a deeper, like, like, like it's a guttural. I can't really describe it other than like it was just a deep guttural moan. And so that's when things started to pick up a little bit more. And I was in the bathtub for a little bit. And I mean, I really had no concept of time other than the timestamps that Peachy and Brian were telling me. And I just remember it beginning really intense and I could feel my body tightening up and I would just close my eyes and I said, just surrender. Your body knows what to do. And I just kept telling myself that over and over again. I was like, every single surge is a moment that you get closer to meeting your baby. And I just remember this one powerful surge, this big wave. And I just said, surrender. And I did. And things sped up very fast. So I was like, I got to get out of the bathtub. So I get out of the bathtub and I sit on the toilet. This is probably one of the best places to labor. It like by far, uh, because you're already in that position where your pelvic floor is relaxed. And I start laboring in there. And thank God for Peachy because she knew exactly which pressure points to hold when it got really intense. The thing that I was not prepared for was the back labor. That was very painful. And I could feel myself every time there was fear that crept in, I would tighten up and I would remind myself that nothing has gone wrong and it's exact, it's happening exactly as it's supposed to. And then I would 
relax into it. So Peachy would hold me and I would relax and it just was this beautiful flow. Then it was the bloody show. And and this was the only time where I slipped into fear because it brought me right back to when I was miscarrying in that same exact bathroom at that same exact time, nine months earlier. And I saw all of this blood and I was, I got really afraid and Peachy could tell she picked up on it and she just held me and said, no, this is good. This is exactly what we want. And I just, I had to work through it. It was, it was a very scary and dark moment and I could feel my whole body tighten because I was no longer in that release surrender state. I was in fear. I was contracting. I was constricting. I was restraining. And what happens when you do that, there's no flow of energy that can move through you. So when you tighten up from the fear, right, you go into fight, flight, or freeze. When you freeze, it tenses everything up and it closes and it slows things down. And guess what happens? It hurts so bad. And I think that's what the difference was. Like I could feel that and I was like, oh, we don't want that. (laughs) We don't want that. I want to allow myself. I want to allow myself to be and move through it because birth, it is not static. That's the most important thing that I learned. It's fluid and it's constantly changing and it's changing within moment by moment. And by being in my environment, even though it was a safe environment, my brain was registering another experience that I had in that environment. So it just took breathing through it and reminding myself that I was safe and this is exactly what's supposed to happen. So I was able to turn that anxiety and that that fear and really open up to it. So this is a powerful shift because after that happened, things again progressed very quickly. So Brian was like, I'm going to go take Benji for a walk just in case like he's alone for a while. And Peachy's like, okay. He's like, text me when it's time to go. So he leaves. And then she texts him like moments later, like we got to go. So he turns around, runs home and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm, and at this time now it's probably like four, 4 AM, 4 30. And I look at Peachy. I'm like, how am I going to get from here to the hospital? Like, I don't know. Like I need to stay right here. And she goes, we're just going to do it. You're just going to put your clothes on and we're just going to go. And I look at her and I'm like, okay. And I do, I, I first, I get off the toilet and I lay on the ground. I'm like, nope, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. And I literally run into my closet, find whatever. I don't even know what I put on. I put on something and I had to stop a couple of times and do a deep inhale and exhale, like this deep guttural moan. And then we'll keep moving forward. I was really nervous about the car, but for whatever reason, the movement of the car actually really helped. And it also helped that I had my head out the window, just moaning so loud. And I was, when I was going, do I would do a deep moan. And then I would say, wake up neighbors. Y'all want to know, y'all want to find out if we're having a boy or a girl and just like being very ridiculous. But also when I would do that, Brian and Peachy were like, oh, she's fine, which I really was. I was so in my body. I've never been more embodied in my life. So the whole experience from bathtub to toilet to car was so primal and raw. Like I remember going into it being like, I'm not going to moan. I'm like, it's going to be peaceful and quiet. It could not have been more opposite. It was loud. It was raw and it was amazing. It was amazing. So we get to the hospital and just to put this in context, we get to the hospital at 525. I have a 
parking ticket. And thank God we did a little test run before, so we knew where to go. We go up to the third floor, get out of the car, get our bags, all the things, and we check in. I go to triage. She's born at 5.59 a.m. We got there at 5.25. So just to put in context, the time span. We get there. They bring me into triage. I'm 10 centimeters dilated and complete. So what does that mean? That means that, I mean, she's ready to go. Like, it's time to meet the baby. And I remember when I get into triage, they look at me and they ask me what my pain management strategy is. And I was like, this is it. Like, my breath. My breath was my pain management. The fact that they even asked me – and I wanted an epidural when I was complete and like had already gone through all the contractions was hilarious. It was, it really, it was really funny. So my midwife was on the way. She called them ahead of time. It was like, I have a patient coming in who's most likely complete or she's almost there. And we, I get into the delivery room before she does. She shows up and she's like, all right, you ready? And I go for what? She goes to meet your baby. It's time to push. And I was like, what? I thought we were going to be there for more like hours on hours and it was time. So I put my legs up. They coached me through breathing, holding my breath. I was a little bit confused. I was like, what? Like, I think I was still processing that I was about to meet our baby. And, um, it took maybe 20 minutes if that, and sweet little girl came out. We didn't know she was a girl obviously, until Michelle, my midwife, said, Dad, do you want to find out if you're having a boy or a girl? He goes, oh, yeah. And he lifts up uh, her leg and they say, it's a girl. And I literally lost it. It was just the most insane, magical, special moment of my life. Um, The other best part was I didn't see her face yet because they just put her right on my chest. And I was just processing everything. You know, I had to deliver the placenta right after, and it's just a whirlwind. It is a whirlwind. But they were staring at her. Brian and Peachy were like, oh my God, she's so cute. And I was like, I haven't seen her yet. And they turn her around and I see her for the first time. And there's actually a picture of it. And my, I, I can't like I cry every time I see it because it just takes me back to that moment when I got to meet my soulmate. I just knew her. The minute I saw her, I was like, "Hi, it's you." And it was so beautiful and it was so powerful and it was just the most epic experience. All of Brian Peachy and I were like, "Whoa! Like what just happened from what was it? 3 2.30 a.m. until 6 a.m. It was just like this incredible, incredible, wild, wild ride. We call it the joy ride because baby girl's middle name is Joy. And it was such an incredible experience that I remember when they were wheelchairing me into our room, I just was like, holy shit, I can't believe I did that. The woman, the the female body is the most powerful thing on this earth. The most powerful and incredible thing on this earth. And I'm still in awe. Like I still can't get over women. Like we are so badass. I have a whole new appreciation. I mean, I already appreciate who we are and what we're here on this earth to do. But after going through that experience, I was like, no wonder. No wonder. This is 
something that you just can't even describe. So there's a couple of things that I want to touch on. Now, this whole experience is incredible. Um, and it's also, it, it, I don't want to say that, my, that I had a pain-free birth. What really made the difference is how I transformed my relationship with the pain that I was experiencing. And this is very important to point out because we think that labor pain is something that just happens to us, that this is just a part of the process, that you're just going to have a lot of pain. But how we experience labor is largely influenced by our physiology. So what I mean by that is what we think and how it makes us feel is going to control our experience. And this is what I teach my clients all the time, right? Thoughts create feelings, feelings drive actions, action results, so on and so forth. This is very true in childbirth because as soon as you're afraid, your body responds to it and it tightens up. As soon as you think something's gone wrong, your body responds to it. And that mindset is going to create pain and it's going to be the type of unbearable pain. It is so intense. And I had a couple of moments of that, but I was able because labor is not static. It's fluid. I was able to experience the other side. Like when I was thinking, I am so excited to meet our baby. Every surge means I'm closer to meeting our baby. My body is designed to do that. It was a flow. It was beautiful. It was incredible. And I was like, all right. Like I had a smile on my face at times because I knew I was like, I can do this. I can handle anything. So when we understand this, it is the key to reducing unnecessary labor pain. You know, the way that I described it is pain with a purpose. It's not going to be rainbows and butterflies and it's not going to be comfortable. It's not meant to be comfortable. But what the truth is, is our bodies are designed to do this. Female bodies, that that is what we're here to do. And I felt it all. Like my body was a machine. Like I could feel every contraction and every dilation that she would drop and drop even more. And those were the most intense surges, but that also meant that my body and my baby knew exactly what to do. And my meditations helped me practice for that. I literally was wiring my brain for months and months and months and months, telling my body, you know what to do. You know what to do. And so when it came time, my body knew what to do. I didn't have to convince it. It already knew because I spent months and months and months prepping my body and my brain for this experience. So when you do this, like what happens is you trust your body, right? We're not fighting against what our bodies are meant to do. And I think one of the things that made my experience really stand out was I was present. I have never been more in my body in my life. And it was an insane experience. And I'm so grateful that I did it unmedicated so I could feel all of it. I could experience all of it. 
And I mean, don't get me wrong, this shit was intense. But what happened was I was no longer afraid. I felt confident and I felt capable. And that's why I'm sharing this with you because I don't have anything that you don't have. I also have a brain and a body. You have a brain and a body. So by sharing this, I want you to know that if you want to have a similar experience, it's completely within your control emotionally and mentally, but it's not going to just happen by chance. It truly requires the mindset work ahead of time in order to get to that place. So when you understand this, when you understand this, it will transform everything. So what happens, and this is what I learned by taking hypnobirthing, was most labor pain comes from the fear, tension, pain cycle. When something happens in our body that's uncomfortable, it instantly signals a fear response. And we think that something has gone wrong. So then what happens? We can we constrict, we tighten, there's tension. And I learned that. I learned how the uterus literally, like you lose blood flow down there when you tighten up when there's fear. And then what happens is baby's trying to get out, but baby can't get out because there's no flow. There's no, there's no opening and it can become extremely, extremely painful. So when you're afraid, there's tension and then there's pain. And this just goes on and on and on and on. This cycles through until you let go and you surrender. That's why the epidural works so great because you can't feel much right? You feel something, but your body doesn't, is not hitting up against that cycle. It's like, it's overriding it. But we have the ability with our mind to override it without medication. And that's exactly what I wanted. That was my goal. So when you feel afraid or anxious during labor, it releases stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol, right? Like this is happening, you know, we, this happens to us when we're not in labor too. So when adrenaline is released, it signals to our brain to reduce oxytocin levels. So when the oxytocin levels go down, what happens is it increases the pain. Fear in our body, like what happens when you feel afraid? What happens? Tension in the muscles, right? We tighten up. So again, there's no flow. Baby can't flow, can't move through you because you're tightening around it. Tension in the muscles also creates more pain when the contractions hit. So when you are tight and a contraction comes, it's like hitting up against this wall and it feels so much more intense than it needs to. And then when you have a painful contraction, there's way more fear and anxiety. Therefore, it just repeats the cycle. And I had this experience when I, when I saw all the blood. Like I, I instantly dropped into fear and I, it was so painful because of that. But because I understood that this is a fluid experience, I was able to drop right back into that place of surrender. I dropped into my feminine energy and just decided to let go of control and go with the flow. So this process is what most women experience. Why? Because we don't get prepared and we don't educate ourselves. We don't have that knowledge of how our bodies actually work. We just think that labor pains are just some force that happens outside of us, but it there is so much within our control. So 
when you understand how our bodies work and how our hormones play into this and how this all works together like this beautiful puzzle piece that we are, it can help you have a very enjoyable birth experience like I did. By being relaxed, I was able to allow oxytocin to come through. That's why I was smiling through my early contractions. That's why I was able to laugh and giggle at certain things that were happening because I allowed myself to stay in a relaxed state. You know, it's not just going to happen. I did so much breath work before. I did so much meditation, things that I was already doing, but I had to have so much more intention behind it. So that is how I think my experience really allowed me to have the birth that I wanted. The other piece of it are affirmations. I mean, you know, with mindset work, affirmations are really important for rewiring your brain. I mean, our brain is the most powerful tool that we have. With every thought and intention, we have the ability to create our reality. You know, I teach this all the time. Our thoughts create our reality. And my birthing experience was a beautiful representation of that. So we have the option to go into safety when we're afraid or to expand. And I wanted to expand. I wanted to expand into this next version of myself. And I knew that this was the initiation into that. So when you start to pay attention to the thoughts that you have during labor, your body is paying attention. Now, if you don't do the work ahead of time, your thoughts are going to be filled with self-doubt and fear. And when you do that, what's going to happen? Self-doubt and fear, it's going to equal that tension. It's going to create more unnecessary pain. So these are the things that really helped me. I've, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but I'm just going to keep repeating it. So in case you missed it the first time I mentioned it, my body is meant to do this. Each contraction means I'm going to meet my baby soon. Surrender. This is what I'm designed to do. I can't wait to meet my baby. Like These were some of my favorite, 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 favorite um, affirmations that were just kind of on repeat. You don't have to have a bunch. I would say have two or three go-tos that you're practicing ahead of time. So when the day comes, you're not searching for the affirmation because you're not going to find it. It needs to be already just kind of program practiced in your mind. So when the contractions come, you are able to use the affirmation to almost melt around and work with it. That's kind of how I imagine. like the contraction would come and I would breathe. And when I would exhale that loud guttural moan, it would just melt over the wave. And it was so insane. Like I remember, cause you would get this moment where you didn't feel any pain and it was like kind of euphoric. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, like you just went through this intense vibration in your body, your body expanding. And then you would feel this wave of like euphoria and then it would come back again. Like they were really close together. So you would only have this quick moment and then it would come right back. But it really did. I was like, all right, here we go again. Instead of resisting and pushing up against that wave, I just rode the wave. I rode the surges. I was just like in it. And like I said, it was so primal and raw and the groans and the moans were everything. I was so afraid that I was going to be embarrassed 
it, it was so unfiltered and it was amazing. Like picturing me walking and like moaning through the hospital at 5 a.m. is like cracks me up because I know there was other people in there like, what the fuck is going on? And I was just in it. I was like, I don't care what is going on around me. I am having this experience. And it was so raw and so powerful. I think what makes the biggest difference is realizing that 90% of birth is mental, just like anything hard. 90% is mental and there's a 10% that's physical. A positive mindset towards birth is, I think, the most important thing to create for yourself, especially if it's your first go around. I had never done this before. I mean, other than having a miscarriage, I didn't know what to expect, but I knew through my preparation and by learning from other women and other people that have had unmedicated births, um, what was going to help me create this experience. I know that when we tap into that power, we realize how limitless we are. Like I literally approach things that are painful in such a different perspective because of my birthing experience. I was like, holy shit. I already knew I was powerful, but that experience really showed me the true power that I have within me that you also have within you. You have to remember that every single thought that you have in your mind, if you attach to it, it will send a chemical signal to your body. It will either tell you to open up and relax or tighten and close. Your mind-body connection is a powerful force. So you have to know in your bones that you are capable. Like this is your birthright. This is your power. You are born with their, this power. And there is nothing to be afraid of. I know that there's so much uncertainty and we hear all of these horror stories. So we flood our mind with what could go wrong. And that's just our brain's way of thinking worst case scenario, trying to prepare us for if something terrible happens. But the truth is, if something terrible happens, we're going to handle it much different than, than us just thinking or worrying about it. So I want to be a conduit. I want to show you that it's possible to have an incredible experience because I know personally, I can't wait to do it again. I'm not dreading it. I know what to expect now. And I, and I hope that by sharing this, you also have that feeling. I think it's such a gift to be able to have that experience and to be able to bring life into the world. And I don't take that lightly because I know that there are, are people out there that can't, and it is such a privilege to be able to do it. It's not something that I will ever dread. And I honestly would do it again and again, just to meet Ellie over again. It was the most incredible experience of my life. And I literally am choking up just thinking about it. I will go through every wave, every contraction just to have that moment again, if I could. And I want other women, people to feel that way. I want them to be excited about getting pregnant and and giving birth because it is so incredible. I think it's one of the most spiritual things that we could possibly go through. It is 
on all levels. It taps into literally all of our levels, our spiritual side, our emotional side, our mental side, and then of course the physical. But if you're tapping into the emotional, spiritual, and mental side, the physical side is just, this physical part is just going to take care of itself. We need to use all of our parts of ourselves to open up to this amazing, amazing experience. I think that this is, if you allow yourself to be in it, it can be one of the most transformational experiences of your life. And let me tell you, my friend, you deserve it. Your child deserves it. Think about that type of energy that you have the power to bring life into this world. Do you want it to be fear and anxiety focused or do you want it to be excited and open because that can really set the tone for what's to come. So that is, God, that was my birth story. That was my experience. I'll say the moment where after I met Ellie and we just got to lay skin to skin and Brian got to hold her. I mean, it was, there's just no words to describe it. And, and honestly, no one can prepare you for it. The feeling that you get is this next level euphoria that, or I mean, I can only speak for me. The feeling that I got was this next level euphoric feeling. And I wish that I could bottle that up because, whoa, that was a powerful, such a powerful energy that I felt. So I think, you know, it was the most wild experience but I never felt like I needed pain medication. There was never a moment where I was like, I wish I was at the hospital and give me an epidural. No, it was the complete opposite. I knew that my body was designed to do it and what other women before me have done. And that's really what gave me the strength. And I was no longer afraid. The pain that I felt was very purposeful and empowering. It was worth every moment of discomfort. And this is just, you know, the, I, the this is just the the start, right? Like this is just the start of this journey. This is just the initiation into it because this mindset is going to be very important throughout the transition into motherhood because it is quite the experience. The emotional hormonal roller coaster that we ride is very on purpose. There's there's meaning behind it and it's meant to dig up all of this old stuff that we've been pushing down and the whole thing. I mean, I really think every every part, every part of the experience is on purpose. Everything. I mean, even you know, after where your body just goes through this crazy trauma. But when you put the baby on you, all of these feel good hormones are released as you're losing progesterone, as you're losing all these hormones that are making your emotions just take this massive drop. But then you hold your baby on your chest and then you're flooded with oxytocin. And so literally every piece is meant to work together. And it's just wild. It's so wild. And every piece is meant to set you up for the next step, the next season and it's incredible. So I really want you to know that if you want to have a certain kind of birth, you absolutely can. Of course, there's things beyond your control, but again, if you spend time preparing and you understand how our bodies work, how our mind and body are connected, it's going to give you way more of an option to have the type of birth that you deeply 
desire. You have a superpower within you. You don't need to outsource your power. You just have to learn how to partner with your body and not get in the way, right? Our heads get in the way. And this is everything. This isn't just childbirth. This is literally everything in your life. You have the source within you, but we get in our own way. Our head gets in the way and childbirth really, really shines light on that. As soon as your head gets in the way, it blocks that source. If you tap in, you learn how to partner with that energy within you. You are an, a limitless being. You are a limitless being. And, I, and that's honestly the hardest part is getting your, out of your head, getting out of the block, out of the fear, out of the anxiety, letting your body do what it's meant to do. This is not about having a high pain tolerance, okay? And it's not about how strong you are. This is birth. Birth is what has been going on for ever and ever and ever and ever, right? Like we are all here because someone brought us into the world and someone brought them into the world and this is not anything that's new. So we just have to remember that like this is the most natural, amazing thing on this earth. So we're here to birth life into the world. We're here to birth ideas into the world, not just humans. We're here to create. We are here to bring in these new ideas that we have. And it's the same process. When we block ourselves from our power, we cannot move forward, right? And that's why we end up having medical interventions. That's why we end up not moving towards the path that we want. So I just want to invite you, whether you're planning on having a baby or there's something else in your life that you feel blocked, just remember that like you hold this power and I want you to surrender, surrender to the process. I think that is one of the most powerful things that we forget that when you let go and you just trust that everything is working out as it should, literal magic happens you get to define what it looks like for you. Oh my gosh, you can tell I'm like sweating talking about this. I am like so, I I am so lit up about sharing my experience because I want to invite other women to have an incredible experience like mine. Listen, there is no easy button for birth, okay? That goes without saying. It's not meant to be comfortable, Okay. When you realize that the experience that you have is based off of your thoughts and the emotional response you have to it, you hold all of the power. Paying attention. Are you leaning into it or are you resisting? Are you bracing for impact or are you embracing and welcoming it into your body? I mean, it truly is that simple. Is it easy? Absolutely not, but it is that simple. So these are the things that made a huge difference that I want to share with you. One, I did daily breath work. I focused on calming breath and then I worked on my surge breath, which there are two different types. One is um, an inhale through your nose and an exhale through your nose. The other is an inhale through your nose and an exhale, a loud guttural moan through your mouth. And that was really powerful to practice because it literally sent a vibration through my body that met the, the surge, the contractions with love. Like it would just be like, hi, let's work together and move this through her body. So the guttural moans 
are key. It's this amazing inhale and this exhale. And you can do this whether you're practicing for labor or if you just want to practice reducing any sort of physical pain that you might be experiencing. When you send that vibration through your body, it's very, very calming and very healing. So daily breath work, meditation, I did rainbow meditation, which worked on the chakras um, through a hypnobirthing class. Hypnobirthing might not be for you. I mean, really all that hypnobirthing is, is utilizing visualization and your mindset and your breath to have a um, beautiful birthing experience. So you can dabble with hypnobirthing. I took mine at a Modern Milk, which is a, a local place in Phoenix, but you can also take the class online. Um, I also used the app Expectful, which did daily meditations to help ease any anxieties that I was having. And it was always so spot on. It was like it knew what was coming up for me on that exact day. So I would do these daily meditations. I would journal about my fears. I would journal about the things that I was afraid of, not just afraid of during during birth, but also just about becoming a mom. I had a lot of blockages and fear about becoming a mom um, by doing these practices I was able to work through that fear. And again, it just opened me up to have such a great experience. Um, Daily affirmations, practice those affirmations every single day because you don't want your brain searching for them. You want them to just come like a download to you when you're in the birthing experience. I read the book, Real Food Pregnancy. I really focused on eating well for my body. I think there's, we get this mindset of like, fuck it, you know, like I'm just gaining all this weight. So I'm gonna eat whatever I want, which you know what, go for it. Like if that's what works for you, but also like you're growing a human and it's important to recognize like what nutrients they might need. So I really focused on fats and proteins, um, which also helped because I didn't have any swelling. Like I didn't have any swelling um, the last trimester and I didn't have any swelling after delivery as well. And I think that has a lot to do with my diet. Um, What else did I do? Oh yeah. I think building your support system. So you're going to hear from my doula in the next episode. I highly recommend if you want to have a unmedicated birth or if you want to have a birth, like you have a plan, hire a doula. They are your voice. They are your reminder. They remind you what you want in the first place. They're also there for your partner. I mean, Peachy, my doula, happens to be one of my best friends. So it was like a fun experience for all of us to have. And she was really there for Brian because if Brian was hearing me make these moans and we didn't have her there, we probably would have ended up at the hospital sooner. But he was able to stay calm for me because of her. And he was like the most amazing support. Like he held me when I needed to be held. He didn't try to like talk me through anything. He literally was just his presence, just his hand, just knowing that he was there was brought me so much safety. Like I, I always, I feel so safe around him. So him just being near me helped so much surrender because, you know, it was in such a vulnerable place. So build your support squad. I had a midwife, I had my doula, and we'll talk about the difference on the next episode. And Brian, he knew exactly what to do and exactly what I needed. Okay, I could just keep on going, but I'm not going to. I'm going to actually have this conversation with my doula next week, and then I'm going to talk to a girlfriend of mine who creates postpartum groups for new mamas. So I will be keeping this conversation going, but if you have any questions at all, please don't hesitate to ask. I will do a Q&A episode, especially if I have a lot of the same questions. I'm just so passionate about this because I want to change the narrative around childbirth. 
it can be such an incredible transformative experience if we allow it to. And I deeply believe that if we change the conversation around childbirth and we hear these positive experiences, it's going to shift how other people experience labor. And I just think that it's so important because it's the most amazing thing in the world. Like there's nothing more incredible and mind-blowing than the miracle of life. So to get to be a portal, get to be that person that brings new life into the world. And also you get to meet the newest version of yourself in that experience is just incredible. So powerful. All right, my friend, that's what I got for you. I will have a whole list of resources in the show notes that I use. But like I said, any questions, holla at your girl, because I am more than happy to answer anything that um, might have come up for you during this episode. All right, my friend, until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it, my friend. 